Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna to take another look into the Justin Evans case. We're gonna take a deeper look into the timeline. There has been some new information that makes the current timeline potentially incorrect. Plus, we're gonna take a closer look into Justin's roommate's timeline, especially around the Saturday, the day that Justin supposedly went missing. We'll also look at the days surrounding it. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below, hit that notification bell to all. Please give this video a like and share this out where you can. Justin is still missing. Now, let's get into it. It's now been three months since Justin Evans went missing from a shed where he lives and the family is currently waiting on forensics with any news. Now, police said it's taking time to process that evidence. They said it's because of the level of thoroughness we've asked for with some of the exhibits. Once we have all the results back from CFS, I think we'll have a clear picture. Now, the last anyone reportedly saw Justin was on Saturday, December 12, 2020, two weeks before Christmas. He was reported missing two and a half days later on Monday, December the 14th. He missed his work shift on Sunday the 13th, which was unlike him and unlike him to go anywhere without telling someone where he's going. This case is quite mysterious and there is some suspicious activity and let's just say lack of activity surrounding the days around the 12th. Now in my past video, I did mention about two people who passed away around the same time that Justin went missing. It was actually in January from the same area and both of them were sudden deaths. Now, one of them was ruled as not connected to Justin's case, and the other one wasn't definitively said either way. The news reports and the police said this about it. The January sudden death of another resident of the trailer park is also under Watson's purview, who's at the detective, but he would not comment on whether it is linked to the Evans case. He said, my investigative team, the one that's initially investigating the disappearance of Justin Evans, is also investigating that death. I don't want to get into the evidence on it. Now, in recent news, there was another person who was found deceased just outside of where Justin lived, and it was only an hour away, I believe it was. And from my understanding, it wasn't Justin who was found. Now here's what I know about the person who died where there may be a connection. It was a male, he was 28 years old. He lived in the same mobile park as Justin and his place was very close to Justin's. He knew Justin, Kiera, and Bud. He moved there in summer of 2020 and he was known to use Justin's shed from time to time. This person also liked to go bike riding, in fact, he was pretty serious about bike riding, and according to sources, he got a new bike at Christmas. He died on January 6th, just three weeks after Justin went missing. Now, what's odd about this is there's actually buzz that this was a suicide. However, it is very odd in my opinion. I did read some of the comments of people who knew him, and he was said to be making plans for the future. So that is a little bit odd. We don't know at this point what exactly happened. All we know is something did happen and he died suddenly. So now let's get into the timeline again, adding new information and in my opinion, very interesting new information. We're gonna start on Wednesday, December 9th, three days before Justin went missing, allegedly the day he went missing, and 
five days before he was actually reported missing. Now, I say allegedly because the story that was given was that he went missing sometime after 7 a.m. on Saturday, December 12th, but I'm beginning to think that Justin went missing before that, perhaps even Friday or as far back as Thursday at this point. And I just said we were going to start on the 9th, but I'm going to include Monday, December 7th, as this is important. On Monday, December 7th, Justin was invited to a party at a neighbor's place. This was going to happen on Friday, December 11th. Now, according to a source, there was no real time when the party would occur, but he would be welcome to come by. It was reported that Justin was on his bicycle at the time that he was invited and he wasn't with anyone else. Now, in the early morning hours of Wednesday, December 9th, Justin and Bud work the midnight shift to 8 a.m. at McLaren Press Graphics where they worked. They travel together. They finish their shift and then they come home. And then on that evening of Wednesday the 9th at 11.30 p.m. or in and around there, Justin and Bud leave for work again. It's about a 15-minute drive away. So they start that midnight shift, which now would be Thursday, December 10th, and they work until 8 a.m. And it was said they got home at around 8.45 a.m. Now, Bud and Kiera note that Bud usually goes right to sleep when he gets home, whereas Justin likes to stay up a little bit and then he goes to sleep. Bud says that he usually goes to sleep until 2 p.m. and Justin likes to go to bed around 2 p.m. Notable, nothing further in terms of activity happened this day with Justin. All we know is Justin and Bud came home on Thursday morning and that's all we know. No communication by phone, no communication by text, and no one other than the family that he lives with has seen him. Now, Justin and Bud weren't scheduled to work until Sunday evening, where they would again leave on that Sunday evening at around that 11.30 p.m. mark, and then work that 12 to 8 a.m. shift on Monday, getting home around 8.30 in the morning. Now, Bud later stated in a Facebook post that Justin had joked about taking a long weekend that weekend. Bud says he figures that's what ended up happening, but notable, the long weekend would then have started on Thursday until Sunday evening. So the next day on Friday, December 11th, the birthday party that Justin was invited to go to back on the 7th now happens on this day, but Justin never showed up. And it's unusual for Justin not to show up somewhere when he says he's going to. Notable, there was no response on text from Justin either. Not a text that he wouldn't make it, not a text responding where he is. So now on Saturday, December 12th, the day Justin allegedly went missing. At 7 a.m., it's still dark out. The sun doesn't rise for another 45 minutes. And the weather that morning was mild. It was two degrees Celsius with light snow. In Fahrenheit, this is about 35.6 degrees. Bud says he and Kiera saw Justin in Bud's dad's shed at 7 a.m. And the plan was for Bud and Kiera, who's Bud's girlfriend, to leave and travel south for Christmas shopping. But first, they head north to pick up two other people. It's about a 15 to 20 minute drive. Notable, there are two sheds from my understanding, Bud's dad's shed and Justin's shed. So it's very interesting to me that Bud inserts the narrative a month later of seeing Justin in Bud's dad's shed at 7 a.m. And now 
he's providing two new pieces of information a month later to that timeline that wasn't originally there the month before, the 7 a.m. and a different shed. And Justin would use his own shed, not Bud's dad's shed. And so that brings up another question. Justin doesn't go to the party the night before, doesn't respond to text, but then allegedly is seen outside in the dark at 7 a.m. at a different shed other than his own. It's very curious. So according to their timeline, Bud and Kiera see Justin at 7 a.m., they hop in their vehicle and they drive to a place called Bracebridge to pick up their passengers. It's approximately a 15 to 20 minute drive, so they would arrive at around 7.20 a.m. Now, if they leave right away from Bracebridge, it's about one hour drive south to Barrie, Ontario, where they're going shopping, putting them at around 8.30 a.m. there. Notable stores don't open until 9.30 a.m., but it was mentioned in a social media post that they got breakfast first and then went to Barry's. So it's conflicting statements, but we'll go along with it, adding both times as possibilities. At 7.46 a.m., the sun rises. Now at 8.30 a.m., they potentially would arrive in Barrie if they didn't get breakfast, and if they do, I'll tack on another hour. Now, back to the trailer for a moment. According to Bud's mom, Glenna, she states that Justin ate breakfast and then goes to his shed at around 8.30 a.m. Glenna was also overheard questioning herself if it was Saturday that she actually saw Justin. She didn't seem to recall the precise day. And I had questioned in my previous video that perhaps this is a case of not remembering what day it was as they actually reported Justin missing two and a half days later. So maybe it's a case where Glenna was saying, you know, I can't remember, was that Friday or was that Saturday? But from my understanding, she was questioning, was it Saturday that she saw Justin? So it's possible. And now I'm wondering if it's probable at this point. So at 9.30 a.m., stores are now open in Barrie, Ontario. Bud and Kiera and their passengers would arrive approximately at this time. Now, a few hours later at 12.38 p.m., Kiera makes a post on Facebook about a truck bed and tags her boyfriend Bud in the picture. Now, this is just a quick question here. Would someone tag another person on Facebook about this truck picture if they're out shopping together. This is just a question I have. I'm curious, maybe, maybe not. Maybe she just showed him and then said, you know, I'll post it you know, on my Facebook page. But I thought that was interesting. Now, a few hours later from this, Jamie, who is Justin's mom, texts Justin asking if he got holidays off from work. And at 3.44 p.m., Jamie receives a text from Justin's phone saying, it's not been confirmed yet. Notable, this was said to be an uncharacteristic text from Justin's phone and uncharacteristically short. And Jamie wonders if it was even Justin that texted back. Now at 4.04 p.m., 20 minutes after the text from Justin's phone to Jamie, there's another post by Kiera on Facebook. It's a post saying, why is our generation so unhappy? And in another Facebook post, both Kiera and Bud stated that they arrived home at around the 5.30 p.m. mark. So they would need to leave at approximately this four o'clock time in order to get home when they said they did. 
So at this time or shortly after, they leave Barrie, Ontario and head to Bracebridge to drop off their passengers. At 4.36 p.m. while they're driving, the sun has now set. At around 5 o'clock, 5.05 p.m., they would arrive back in Bracebridge and they would drop their passengers off and then head home. By 5.30 p.m., they would arrive home and they stated they then unloaded the car. So I do wonder what they bought in their trip to Barrie, Ontario, and if there are receipts for it. And of course, I'm wondering if there's actually camera footage of them and more importantly, what the timestamps were. Now, between 5.30 and 6 p.m., Kiera states that they head to a grocery store called Sobeys in Gravenhurst. They said they unloaded the car and then went to this grocery store. And I'd like to point this out. They'd pass by Gravenhurst twice already that evening. When they dropped off the couple in Bracebridge, they have to go through Gravenhurst, and then also when they head home to unload. Then for the third time, going back to Gravenhurst and going to the store. Also notable, this post about the grocery store was deleted. The question is why? Now, if they went to Sobeys and back, they'd be back around seven-ish, depending on how long, obviously, that they'd be in the store for. Here's what Kiara said about going to Sobeys. On Saturday evening, Bud and I got back from Barrie and unloaded. Then we went into Gravenhurst to pick things up from Sobeys. We then went and camped in our rooms and watched movies, played games, and ate snacks. Interesting here, she doesn't say what she unloaded. Unloaded what? Notable, as I mentioned, this post was deleted, and in that deleted post, Kiera also asks people to talk about Justin. In fact, the post that I just read was actually a response to her own post. So Kiera responds to her own post. Here's what the first post reads. When was the last time you talked to Justin? What's the best memory you have of Justin? What intrigued you the most about Justin? Let's start a conversation. You never know what could help. If you live in Muskoka Mobile Trailer Park or know people that live there, ask them about their Saturday evening. Something could be so small and seem not important but could help. I would rather give it a shot than not try at all. Let's start talking. Let's get Justin home. And then, her response to it was, I will start. On Saturday evening, Bud and I got back from Barry and unloaded. Then we went into Gravenhurst to pick things up from Sobeys. We then went and camped in our rooms and watched movies, played games, and ate snacks. Therefore, providing an alibi. So in general, it is very odd how she answers her own post, and she doesn't even answer the question that she posed about when she last talked to Justin or best memories and she actually does not like Justin and she's been very vocal about it. So instead she answers her own post about what her Saturday night looked like and to me that's very very important. Her goal in my opinion was to create this post with the sole intention to say what she did on Saturday night. Question is why and I'll get to that in a minute. The phrase that sticks out as well to me here is, I would rather give it a shot than not try at all. And Saturday morning was the last time that anyone allegedly saw Justin. So it's super interesting to me here why there is an assumption that Justin went missing on Saturday evening. Because as we see here, Kiara asks others about their Saturday evening. It makes zero sense. So 
now I'm wondering, did she know about Justin's text in that afternoon to his mom? And since we're speaking about Kiera, I just would like to show you in general the pattern based on her Facebook post in December and something to note. It might be something, it might not be. Kiera posted every single day in December from the 1st to the 9th. Then she went radio silent on December 10th and 11th, just like Justin. She posted though on the 12th, twice. Once at that 12.38 p.m. mark, that truck post, and then the other at 4.04 p.m. asking why people are so unhappy. Then nothing again on the 13th, and back to posting on the 14th, the day that Justin was reported missing. Notable, this was late evening where she posted, and here's what she posted. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Now, the 15th is the deleted post that I mentioned about the double post about memories of Justin and what they did on their Saturday night. Notice, the question wasn't who saw Justin last, only who talked to Justin last. Now, in my last video, I talked about Justin's disappearance and the days after and how it took the family that Justin lived with two and a half days to report him missing. A six foot three, 22 year old man who always lets someone know where he is and where he's going. And also if he won't be home or if he'll be missing dinner. He's also a man who didn't drive and he would go to work with Bud. So therefore missing that Sunday night where he was supposed to go to work, he never went to work and Bud never thought anything of it until he got to work and Justin didn't show up. And then the actual day that Bud realized or found out that Justin was missing, he found Justin's shed in disarray. It then still took four hours to phone authorities. The big question is why? So here are my thoughts so far about the situation and what it's appearing to me or what it's starting to look like. There's a very, very, very good possibility that this story of Saturday the 12th was an attempt to stretch the timeline, not once, but twice. I'd love to know why, and I'm sure you'd like to know that too. So when we condense it, we have Justin doesn't show up to a party on Friday night, which is unlike him not to show up. Justin doesn't answer his text, and his phone sends a text that was uncharacteristically short, and his mother questions if it was even Justin. Justin didn't tell anyone where he was going, which is unlike him, including his own family members, and Justin didn't drive. Glenna not quite remembering if it was Saturday that she saw Justin, and in my opinion, 
I'm thinking it was Friday and possibly even Thursday. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Now, how many 22-year-olds get up at 7 o'clock in the morning to go Christmas shopping? So I wonder at this point if this was more of a necessary trip to go into town and not an optional one. It's possible. Then we have a revised statement which occurred a month later as to who saw Justin last and when, with an insertion of a different shed and an earlier timeline. If something happened on Friday, then it would be interesting to add the timeline on Saturday morning. If this is a diversion, then the authorities need to ask, and I'm sure they have, but they would need to ask what the heck happened on Friday and Thursday at this point. Then we have a strange post that was since deleted about the Saturday evening. I feel like it's more to insinuate something that happened to Justin on Saturday night, stretching that timeline, and then there being an alibi to clear some names. What was everybody doing on Friday night? And let's be honest here. If Bud found Justin's shed in disarray, and then the cops were called, and cops believe they do believe that something bad happened in that shed, then it's more than out of the ordinary for Justin to be texting his mom what he did instead of saying, help me. That'd be more like it. So the question in my mind now becomes, who had his phone? And what was the phone's activity surrounding that day and the two days before? Justin's phone is missing. So I wonder what the pings are on that. And why delete posts if there's nothing to hide? We also see a ton of defensive type posts, but for how much opportunity there is, I mean, it's an open book. You could say whatever you want on Facebook. I see very little, little, hey, help me find my best friend. I'm grid searching here, X, Y, Z, nothing. Instead, Kiera is making TikToks with Bud, and I've seen it, but she's since locked that account up. And she's taking pictures of buying a new vehicle together. And Bud was wearing a very personal item of Justin's, which were Justin's white sunglasses. He's since returned it, but that doesn't sit very well. And a lot of my viewers say the same thing. It's odd. Notable, it was two months after he decides to wear them. I don't know if he just didn't realize he was getting his picture taken or he had it on there. What happened? Here's also something very interesting. Remember the neighbor I mentioned that died? Well, guess where he was found those three weeks later? In a place called Aurelia. And it's halfway between Barrie and the mobile home park. It's interesting, right? Just something to know. I'm not saying these two are guilty, but there are some serious lies going on in and around this timeline. The question is why? What's being hidden and where the heck is Justin? We haven't left the home yet. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Please share this out for Justin. He still hasn't been found and his family is desperate to find him. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please give it a like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.